Hi there, I'm Ben Pierce, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast, the podcast all about helping you in the tech world develop your professional skills. Each episode, we share the top tips, failures, and lived experiences of people thriving in the same world as you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's get going. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast. You know what? It can be tough working in tech. Things can be really complicated because we're doing some amazing stuff. But we need to take that complexity and we need to make it simple for other people, make it accessible for other people. So today we're going to talk about that with a trainer and an author. Our guest recently co-wrote the book, AWS Cloud Computing Concepts and Tech Analogies a guide to understand AWS services using easy-to-follow analogies from real life. So please welcome to the podcast, Marco Tomasi. Marco, it's great to have you with us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ben. And thanks you for, for having me here. Oh, you're welcome. No, it's lovely, lovely to have you with us. Well, I wonder for those people that, um, that don't know you, I wonder if you could introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm um, I'm a technical person. I I worked on 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 databases for for many years, for more than than ten years. So uh, I worked on databases as a database administrator, as a DBA, and I joined my my current company, Amazon Web Services (AWS), uh, as a DBA in, in Dublin, Ireland. And after one year and, and a half, I decided to, to change my working life and move to, uh, to London, UK. And uh, uh, I joined the training and certification department in AWS and I became uh, a full-time uh, AWS senior uh, technical trainer. So basically, Ben, I, I teach people. I teach the cloud to, to, to many people across uh, Europe and Middle East every day, every week, every month, uh, talking to classes made by 10 to 25 students. This is, this is me. <laughs> Brilliant. And, but now you're not in London. You're, you're joining us from um, Milano today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, after a couple of months after the COVID pandemic, I decided to move back to my home country. And, uh, and now I'm here in Italy, in, in Milano, my, my hometown. <laughs> Well, it's lovely to have you with us. Um, so, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, you spend all day, uh, every day teaching people uh, about technology and about really complex topics. Um, and you've recently released this uh, this book, you know, on, on how you uh, on cloud concepts using and teaching that with, with tech analogies. So, um, you know, making the complex simple is, is obviously something that's really important to you when you're teaching other technical folks about, about technology but if I think about analogies specifically wh why is it that analogies are so important? Well analogies uh, represent uh, a very powerful tool that uh, everyone can use to explain concepts to people so not only trainers not only teachers at school not only speakers on on stage technical or non-technical uh, everyone can use them to to explain to to simplify the explanation of uh, complex concepts, and the main reason is uh, basically because uh, they help people remember things. 
because uh, uh, you help their brains to make connections and this uh, help them uh, help them remember better things and stick things to their mind. And second, because usually, generally speaking, when you use an analogy to explain a concept, you make stuff more funny and as a consequence also uh, more engaging. So plenty of uh, benefits. And, and it's fascinating, isn't it? Because I think, you know, analogies are part of stories, really. And, and for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, we passed information down with stories, you know, before humans could write things down properly, before most humans could read. We would use things like stories and analogies to kind of make things stick and pass them down for generations. So it feels a bit like our brains are sort of wired to to understand and remember things like stories and analogies. Exactly, exactly. This is, uh, this is the main reason we use analogies, we use stories, we use um, good examples uh, to unreach uh, uh, our technical explanations uh, and and make them memorable, basically. So totally agree with you. So it's about making it memorable, making it engaging, making it a bit funnier, and and hopefully making it a bit more simple for for people to to, to understand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's the main reason. So I wonder. You know, you've done this a lot in your book and you've done it, uh, you, know, you do it when you're teaching your students all day, every day. Could you give us these types of um, uh, some examples of some analogies that you've used in some of your technical work? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can uh, I can give you, Ben, uh, some of them, a bunch of them uh, in, a, in, a, in a short form. Okay. And then uh, I, can, I can expand uh, uh, one or two. Uh, basically, okay. when uh, uh, it, when I think about an analogies in in IT, I think the most popular, the ones that uh, many many IT people uh, studied and dealt with uh, at university or at work, is the one about containers. Okay, uh, the word the word itself. If we think about containers in IT, I don't know Docker containers or container D containers, this kind of stuff. Uh, the, the word containers comes from from real life, from the real world, from the shipping containers that many years ago uh, people invented in order to better transport goods across the sea. Because in the same way, uh, containers in IT abstract the operating system and then the user space to make a developer's life easier. In the same way, we are uh, in normal life uh, in, with the shipping containers, we abstract uh, the unique characteristics of the goods we, we transport. And, and so this makes it easier for everyone, uh, bringing them from one place to another. Or um, um, in, our, in our most popular foundational training, uh, uh, AWS Cloud Practitioner Essentials, for example, uh, across the entire training, in every module, we use uh, the, um, the barista analogy, the bar or a coffee shop analogy to explain uh, uh, the client-server model. So like client um, performs a request to the server and the server fulfills the request to clients, sending them uh, a response back. In the same way, you, a customer, when you are in a bar, you order for a coffee to a barista and the barista fulfills your order giving you the coffee you, you just order or something like that. Yeah. Or um, uh, when you, you have a car, Ben, right? And uh, you, when you, if you want to drive your car, you, you go into your car and with your key, you, you, you turn your, the, the car on by just turning the key. 
and you drive your car but you don't know anything about uh, uh, how the car actually works or its engine works. But uh, in the, and in the same way, when you use an application uh, API driven, you just uh, call an API, the application API, and you use the application without know anything about the backend of this application, without know how it's developed and with which frameworks or tools uh, uh, the backend it's uh, it's made. Uh, so this kind of stuff. There is one. If we have time, there is a there is an amazing one uh, that I personally love because. Uh, it's also the analogy I've used to spread the word within the company um, to, 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 to get uh, feedback about my idea, the, the idea to, to write a book that I wrote with my other two colleagues. Yeah, let's and do it. Is, let's do yeah, it. <laughs> this is the one about, uh, about caching. Okay. In, in, actually, in, in the book, we use uh, uh, three analogies to explain caching in IT. There is a, a module dedicated to caching on AWS and caching in the cloud. And one of them is, is the fast food one. So you go to a fast food, everyone knows how fast food works at high level. The ones, they, they sell hamburgers. And usually people go there and they request, they, they purchase an order where a, a popular burger is involved. You ask for a popular burger because uh, on television, because everywhere. And uh, when you order a very popular burger, you, you, you pay for your order and you get the burger in seconds. So the burger is there prepared in a kind of a burger shelter <laughs> uh, available uh, for the cashier that just gives you the burger in, in seconds. Prepared in advance. But if you are like me, that you don't often go to a fast food. And when I go to a fast food, I usually ask for the healthy uh, uh, burgers, like the one with vegetable or with fish, or I ask for a salad. <laughs> Usually, when I ask uh, for a filet of fish, for example, the burger with fish, I pay for my order, and then I have to wait. Okay. The cashier tells me, uh, you have to wait a couple of minutes here because the kitchen has to prepare the, the burger. Why? Because the burger is not so popular, and uh, it wasn't prepared in advance. So this kind of mechanism uh, that uh, takes place in fast food takes place also in, uh, in IT and with the name of caching. With caching, we, we, we just uh, uh, prepared in advance a highly requested popular data and we store it uh, in, in memory to make it fast, uh, to make reads uh, uh, faster. So when, an, when a client asks to an application for uh, popular data, the application uh, reads the data from the cache, from the burger, burger shelter, and gives you the data in, in microseconds. In IT, we talk about microseconds. But when you ask for data that is not popular, the data must be retrieved usually from a database, and this might take seconds. So this is a <laughs> another example of, of analogies. And, and in the way you are laughing, usually people laugh. So you generate emotions in people, and this helps them remember things. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, you know, so my wife's a vegetarian, so she always orders the, you know, the one that takes a little bit longer to cook as well. <laughs> I, you know, I, I always just go for the standard. You know, I'm happy if I'm in a fast food restaurant. I'm, ha I'm happy to be unhealthy. I'm here to be unhealthy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, but interestingly, it, it, I was just then extending that, you know, and this is probably what people do with analogies. They start to extend it. So I was starting to think about the freshness of the order. You know, my wife's always freshly cooked, baking hot, you know, and it's very <laughs> fresh. 
Whereas when you get one from the burger shelter, you know, it could have been waiting there a few minutes and it's perhaps not quite as fresh, which is maybe the same with data and caching. You know, the caching maybe doesn't always have the freshest of data there, but it's got data you could get quickly. So it's interesting, isn't it, how my brain is starting to extend that analogy into different ways because I've got on, you know, with 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 the analogy that you've said and, and it's starting to take root in my brain and I'm starting to extend it, which shows that I'm engaging with it. And it shows that it, it's helped me understand something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is uh, the the main purpose, as we said. So, so any suggestions? So, so, some great examples there. You know, of explaining. You know, what can be some relatively complex topics there um, using uh, these analogies. If people are starting to think about, right, well, okay, how do I start to use an analogy to explain, you know, the technology that we sell or the challenge that we're facing? You know, any suggestions on on, on how to create and use analogies to make that complex become simple? Yeah, in um, in the same way, you, you, you should use stories, examples and other soft skills uh, during your presentation. Following by some following some best practices, there are best practices for analogies too. Uh, my suggestions are always uh, first of all uh, tailor them uh, uh, to the audience you're, you're going to get, because uh, um, for sure if I had to deliver a, a, a training to an Italian customer in Italy, uh, I know that some certain analogies uh, will work, but the same analogies will not work for. Uh, for uh, for another uh, another country, an audience uh, living in another in another country, or if you talk to a sea level, maybe sea level people, maybe it's not the same uh, when you're talking to students at university. Okay. So first of all, uh, I always suggest uh, think about the audience you're gonna get, and if uh, the analogy you have in mind uh, can can fit that audience and their and their needs. Second, prepare them in advance. Okay. Uh, like stories, like jokes, uh, analogies need uh, a proper timing, uh, need the proper wording. Uh, uh, you cannot just uh, uh, invent them or improvise uh, uh, an analogy in the, in the middle of, uh, of, um, of a conversation or of a talk. If you're lucky, the analogy will, will work, but it's possible that it will, need, it will didn't work, it will not work, and then this would uh, negatively affect your, your talk. So like everything in a talk, uh, like uh, how you interact with your audience, like uh, how you use the stories or the examples you're going uh, to use for, for certain things you're going to say in, the, in your talk, prepare uh, analogies in advance. And then yeah, I mean, you could do you you can try it, can't you? But it's it's like music or jokes, like you say. If you're making it up on the fly, it might work, yeah. but it's a risky game. <laughs> it's a risky game, and then you you often you can see people where they've done it, can't you? Because you get the mixed metaphor where it starts off, you know, you know, in one direction, and then they, you know, it's like it's like I can't can I think of a mixed metaphor now as. Uh, <laughs> You know, I can't even think of one, you know, like we're, we're building the plane as we're flying it whilst we land it on the aircraft carrier or, or something like that. You start, you know, and, th and there's a great example of me not preparing one and it just falls on its face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So prepare them in advance. Do not improvise and be sensitive, be inclusive. Uh, you know, this is also important in uh, in these days. And uh, Mm, 
caching can be explained with an analogy, uh, with the fridge analogies and analogy and, and beers. Instead of uh, 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 buying, every time you need a beer, you, you grab a beer from the supermarket, you go there, grab the beer, pay for it, and, and drink it at home. You can put them into the fridge. The fridge is like your cash. But uh, in the book, for example, we talk about eggs. Why? Because not, pe not uh, uh, every people drink, and maybe people that cannot drink because of their religion, they, they will not be happy about listening uh, analogies about beers or alcohol. So... I will also uh, take in account this this aspect too. Okay, and uh, keep an eye on time. This is uh, uh, the last uh, suggestion. Uh, analogies can be uh, long; they can take time, like stories. And you cannot use analogies for everything, right? Even if you love them, <laughs> you need to you keep an eye on time, and uh, and so uh, again prepare them in advance, uh, and be sure that uh, mm, your analogies will perfectly fit. Uh, the context, including uh, uh, the time available for the speech. So, so some great ideas then on on how to prep for them and, and how to set them up. You know, how do you come up with the actual idea? You know, so you you know, we if we go back to the caching example, you said right, we, we could talk about a beer fridge, we could talk about uh, hamburgers, um, but but you know, do you have to be quite creative? How, how do you come up with the ideas for these analogies? Uh, as you said, you, you have to be creative. Uh, when we started the book, uh, we had many of them in, in our mind. We put them on an Excel file and we said, okay, we have a plenty amount of, of analogies we can start with. But uh, we knew that at a certain point, uh, that list uh, uh, will, will be completed. <laughs> and we, we, we had to, to invent uh, others. And uh, internet, obviously, was... Uh, was uh, was our friend, and we we looked for some ideas uh, around uh, around the, the the internet, all over the internet, and others just uh, came up from uh, from us and from our creativity. Uh, working in in, in three helped uh, helped uh, a lot because obviously uh, three people thinking about the same thing was uh, was beneficial for the book. So coming up with them, you need to be reasonably creative, and I guess it's important that um, they relate to something that people understand in the real world. So I guess it's finding that thing in the real world. You know, so I've seen, um, for example, authentication explained before using like applying for a passport, you know, and you've got to apply this and then that gets you through border control. There's something about finding um, things in the real world that mimic. And I guess there's almost a bit of a skill of, of keeping your eye out for things in the real world that mimic some of these technology concepts that we need to work with. Yeah, as, uh, as I said, as you said, uh, you need to be creative. And for sure, uh, Ben, talking every day to people, uh, getting questions, uh, uh, reading articles, uh, reading uh, uh, books about the technologies we, we, we teach every day uh, help for sure. So uh, experience uh, uh, and being on stage uh, all, all the time uh, helped us a lot. Yeah. So it, it, some analogies come by nature, I think. Uh, and um, I, I always think about myself trying to explain it to my father how uh, internet works, uh, how my... Uh, how my job is, especially uh, how a database works or what is a DBA. And uh, I, I used, I remember that I used analogies in the past to explain a complex stuff to people who don't know anything about that specific context. So uh, the plus is, is because of the experience and, and the job. Yeah. 
Well, as we've been talking, you've mentioned there a couple of times uh, the book that you wrote, you know, and the book's available now. Anybody can buy it from your favourite bookseller. Um, And so the the book is called AWS Cloud Computing Concepts and Tech Analogies, a guide to understand AWS services using easy to follow analogies from from real life and congratulations on on writing the book and and getting it released um and so i wondered if we could sort of explore um how you go from you've you know you're a trainer you've got some uh you've got some analogies in your head you're working with your colleagues what's the story of how you go from from that to having a book published and available for people to buy and read yeah Honestly, honestly, Ben, it was um, was easier than expected. <laughs> I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> because um, so the idea came up because uh, me and the other two authors, so Ashish Prajapati and and uh, uh, JC Juan uh, Juan Carlos Ruiz, uh, other uh, senior technical trainers working for AWS, we we used to use these analogies all the time. And, and then we said, why don't we write a book? So really the idea of the book came up in, in this way. At the beginning, we want to involve other trainers. We want to write uh, a, a, the book uh, um, with, with the entire trainer team in, in EMEA and uh, spreading the word internally in AWS. And we said, maybe, maybe we will, uh, we will uh, publish the book also outside, externally. But... Um, after a couple of days, we said, nah, let's, uh, let's uh, try uh, to find uh, a, a publisher outside because we talked to some uh, uh, colleagues, Amazonians, uh, not trainers, other, other Amazonians that did the same. So uh, from, from these, uh, these colleagues, we got uh, a, a list of publishers and we just contacted them uh, through email. And okay. um, we basically contacted two of them, and uh, one said no, and the other one said, okay, the, the, the idea is interesting. This was packed, so the, the, our publisher. And uh, in a couple of meetings, basically, we, we decided to, to, to do it. So they asked us to, to fill some forms, to fill some documents, where basically we put on paper our idea, and uh, they said, okay, and in a month or less, we got the, the contract signed. So that was, uh, yeah. was pretty easy. Really? And, and do you know what? That, that's just fascinating because, you know, my, uh, you know, my perception would be that to, to get a book published would be really hard, right? Like, you know, maybe if you're a celebrity with hundreds of thousands of followers, you know, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, whatever it is, maybe it's a bit easier. But, but you know, somebody that is, you know, training every day or, you know, it's, it's just part of the tech team at, at an organization. And I guess it's a privilege you, you had a little bit of the weight of AWS behind you in, in that you, you, you're sort of you're working at AWS. But I still would have thought that that would have been really. So it's interesting. But you just went to two publishers. One of them. No. Second one. Ooh, oh, yeah. You know, I, I like the idea of that. And then it was literally just you completed a couple of forms. Um, you know, with I guess the premise and the you know the way it's going to work, and and you went from there to right. Let's have a contract and let's get this done. Yeah, yeah. The, the only the only thing uh, um, it, it's important to say, and you, you remember me that the AWS name was important because uh, at the beginning we didn't want to write a book about uh, uh, AWS, but we wanted to write a book in general 
okay. um, about cloud computing. So a, a, a cloud computing agnostic book. Okay. But uh, then the publisher said, mm, if we focus on AWS, we put AWS uh, in, in the title and in the book, uh, it will be better. And we, we basically had to, to, to make this compromise. And we said, okay, let's talk about our services then. Yeah. Uh, my, my suggestion, uh, this is important, if uh, uh, who is listening as uh, uh, works for, uh, for a, a company, small, uh, medium or large, it's always important to uh, um, talk internally and ask, uh, as we did, to, to, to the legal department of that company if yeah. everything you're doing is right. It's always important doing that because at the end, uh, we put the AWS name on a book. We put also our names and we talk about our technologies and uh, we, we just uh, uh, make sure that uh, uh, from the AWS perspective, this was okay. Uh, yeah, you can find on on the internet many many uh, books written by AWS employees and employees of many other big tech companies. But uh, my suggestion is uh, make sure that you you have the approval from your company just in case. <laughs> yeah, no, fascinating. And also the thing that's interesting there is is about creating that niche, isn't it? You know how you're kind of thinking. Well, lots of you know caching, for example, that applies over every cloud, you know, and it's been around for years. But actually, you know, your publisher saying it's, it's better if you create that niche, you know, and we're saying, you know, this is about a AWS. And if I think about it, you know, as a, as a reader, you know, if I'm working with AWS and there's one book that's like, this is how you do it in AWS and I'm working with AWS and there's another book that is, this is how you do it generally, I'd probably pick up the one that's more relevant to me that is that is of that niche. So interesting that that, that was the sort of the route that they told you to go down. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Now, I'm then fascinated. So you've got this contract um, and, and now you've got to write a book. <laughs> so so there's, yeah. th there's three of you. How, how does that work? How do you go from we've got a contract to now I need to write a book? Yeah. So if we want to really simplify... As an author, you can be in two situations. You can have your book already written, and then you're just looking for a publisher. And once you get the publisher, you just spend time on reviewing it. Yeah. Or like us, you didn't write anything, and, uh, and you have to write everything from scratch. Uh, we got a timeline. So once uh, they ask us a list of chapters, and uh, by following certain guidelines, not too many, honestly, the, the most important number was... Uh, and this requirement wasn't so strict, by the way, Ben, was uh, 20 pages per chapter. And on average, uh, uh, the idea was from 15 to 20 chapters. Okay. So we said, okay, fine. Uh, once we, we put down the, the chapter names and the, and the content at a very high level, kind of abstract for every chapter, they said, okay, this is the timeline for every chapter. Okay. And we got uh, uh, two weeks per chapter. So 20 pages per chapter. But we were three, so basically every every author had uh, to write six pages in fifteen days, fourteen days, and wasn't bad, wasn't bad at all. Okay, and um, it, it sounded to us uh, sounded to us uh, pretty pretty okay. We we um, we just extended a bit of the the uh, we asked for like a couple of months more, but that um, was uh, everything was 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 perfect and. Uh, Right. And then was there many rewrites? Like you'd write a chapter and then you'd get feedback from, from maybe your author, maybe the publisher saying, oh, 
don't you know think we need to strengthen that up a little bit or you know how did that all that work yeah this actually was the the most important challenge we faced and if i have to provide a second suggestion to to who is listening is that when you when you define the timeline with the publisher remember also the review the reviews because of the of the of the chapters you already wrote because basically in the middle of the of the journey uh, you have two weeks to write chapter six, but in those two weeks, you also have to um, uh, manage the review, the third review of chapter five, the second review of chapter, the sixth review of chapter okay. uh, four, and the eighth review of chapter one. So, <laughs> so you're reviewing the other chapters, rewriting the chapters, as well as creating the new chapter. So the workload was increasing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I feel like we've taken, I've taken you on a bit of a digression there about how to write a book, but just, but just really fascinating, really yeah, fascinating. Yeah. But if I try and bring us back to um, the idea of, you know, making the complex simple, you know, we sort of reflected on, you know, analogies being a, a great way of doing that. But as well as an author, you are a trainer. So are other, you know, other than using analogies, are there any other top tips I guess that you use when you're running training courses on on how to to make really complex topics a, a bit simpler for people to understand. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thinking about uh, first of all, uh, you, my mantra is uh, my motto is uh, uh, always use simple words to explain a complex uh, complex uh, concepts, complex uh, things. Uh, okay, words are there not to be just said and used, but to be to expl- to communicate effectively with people, so people have to understand you, and sometimes uh, just using simple words make uh, make complex stuff uh, much easier to understand. And uh, always enrich uh, your uh, your technical concept through examples and and stories. So stories, examples, analogies are always uh, are all ways to 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 make uh, uh, more memorable and, and funny and engaging uh, uh, what you just said and, and more clear, obviously, easy to understand. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, do you know what? Ta- time has, time has, has run away from us. C- can you believe it? We, we've already been here for half an hour. So I wonder maybe we could just sort of sum up, uh, you know, the episode a little bit. Um, so, you know, t- takeaways that I think, I think I've heard from you yeah. is that using analogies um, really help you um, uh, really help people remember what you've said, really help them engage with what you've said and identify with what you've said or, you know, which ultimately means that they understand the technology, can recall the technology and then maybe extend it in the future. So, so, analogies are just really important i think is is one of the takeaways that that i'm sort of taking from this and then the other just takeaway from me is just um the the reality of getting a book published and and actually it wasn't as hard as maybe some people perceive and i know i've spoken to technical folks that have thought maybe one day i'd like to read a book but but never actually do it but but just by emailing and just taking that initiative actually it wasn't as hard as maybe people thought. So maybe those are just two takeaways that have sprung to my mind as, as we've been talking. What about from your perspective? What would be the key things that you, you'd want people to take away from this? I will, uh, I will say like this, because the, 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 the main key uh, 
main takeaways, the main key points are exactly the ones that you said, Ben. So everything you said is uh, is absolutely what I wanted to to convey in this uh, during this interview. Mm, but you know what? I can uh, I can use an analogy to to uh, help remember uh, people about analogies. Do it. Do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as I always say during my. Uh, internal public speaking sessions. I, uh, sometimes I deliver uh, in AWS to to help uh, my colleagues, not trainers, uh, other technical people, uh, to 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 better uh, communicate the technical things uh, to to our customers. Is uh, mm, delivering a technical speech, a technical content, a technical presentation is like uh, uh, make a dish of pasta. Okay. So you need the pasta, right? And the pasta represents your technical skills because you cannot prepare pasta without pasta. <laughs> and you cannot deliver a proper technical uh, talk or a technical presentation uh, without being technically prepared. The pasta needs to be very good. Your knowledge, your technical knowledge uh, need to be very good. This is obvious. This is clear. But pasta and, and that's it by itself uh, it, it's nothing right it's a bit dry doesn't taste anything you know no one will remember that dish but if you put a sauce on the pasta this is another thing right and the sauce uh, represents the soft skills the presentation skills you might want to use to to make your pasta uh, better and to to make your your talk your technical talk much much better and much more memorable and your sauce is made by several ingredients, several soft skills. So uh, stories uh, or uh, uh, interacting with your audience uh, or body language uh, and, of course, uh, analogies. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> this one usually works and people yeah. remember it, especially before lunch. <laughs> yeah, what, what a way to finish. What a way to finish uh, a chat about analogies by using analogies. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Marco, um, now if people, uh, and I'll pop in the show notes for, for anybody that's listening, a link to Marco's book. Um, so, so anybody can go and find that and get that if they want to. Um, where can people find you, Marco, if people want to get in touch? Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. My main social that I use professionally is on LinkedIn. So in my LinkedIn profile, uh, you, can, uh, you can find me, you can see my, my, my post uh, and my, my updates. So just uh, ask me a connection. It would be, it would be amazing to, to be connected. Well, Marco, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you so much for sharing some great examples, uh, including one that I think I'm going to steal from you uh, <laughs> around pasta. Uh, I re really love it. This is what speakers do. They steal uh, stuff from others. Uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's our job. <laughs> it is. It is brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast, Marco. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. It was a pleasure. So there we have it. Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe to the podcast and rate the show. It really helps spread the word. And check out our technical storytelling program to help build your influencing and leadership skills. 